Welcome and thanks for joining us on All Things College and Career with your hosts, Meg Gary and Bobby Ryan. You came to the right place to gather as much information as possible about college and careers before you make any big decisions. We are so glad you are here to learn before before you leap each week with us. Hello, everyone. Today we have Jody Oaken joining us. She is a college financial aid expert. So, for anyone thinking about how they are going to pay for college, today's episode is for you. Yes, absolutely. And the release of this podcast is timely as the FAFSA will be released very soon, October 1st, right? Right. So for anyone who is about to navigate this process and are planning on applying for financial aid soon, you will find this podcast incredibly helpful. Yes, Jody shares lots of tips and strategies, and she bases all of these tips on her many years of experience in financial aid. Yeah, for sure. And Jody has worked in financial aid for well over a decade, including 11 years at Occidental College and Pitzer before that. Yes, all working in their financial aid office. So she's Mm -hmm. definitely a pro. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) And she's also written a book on the financial aid process called Secrets of a Financial Aid Pro. Master the college funding process and give your child lifelong financial skills without losing your cool. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like without losing your cool part. Absolutely. Okay, enough of our introduction. Let's get started with our conversation with Jody. Let's do it. Hello, Jody Oaken. Welcome to All Things College and Career. Thank you so much for doing our podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. This is brand new for me, and I can't wait to chat about all the things that we're going to chat about today. Likewise, we can't wait either. <laughs> so, Jody, where are we talking to you from today? I am in sunny California. I live in a little town called Seal Beach, about a block from the beach. And Southern California, it's about 72 and a beautiful day. Yeah, beautiful area. I love Southern Cal. So, hey, we want to get right into this. While we know you wear a lot of hats, you're an author, instructor, speaker, but to help narrow this question down. And business owner. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, obviously, and business owner. I mean, I should have said et cetera, et cetera. Um, (laughs) Would you be kind enough to tell our listeners Three things you love about being a college financial aid consultant. I love bringing transparency to families about the financial aid process. Mm-hmm. That's one. Number two, this year I am absolutely ecstatic about talking about this whole price of college. I know that that's huge. It's yeah. $80,000 times four. And I'm really, yes. I'm that's really so crazy. digging my heels into having this great conversation. And that's a favorite thing of mine actually this year. And guess what? I found a new thing that I have a passion about yesterday. I went to a UC conference yeah. and you'll never believe it. I went to UC conference yeah. and here's what I'm passionate about. 43% of the students Students in the UC system are food insecure. Oh wow. my gosh. That's shocking. Wow, that, I have a passion wow. for that. that. I mean, right now, it's startling. If you had asked me to guess the percentage on that, I think I would have mm-hmm. said two, three, maybe, mm-hmm. and think wow. it was 43. Wow. That is 43. startling. And my heart is aching sad. Right now I know from that that statistic yesterday. So I th- it seems impossible. Wealthiest like, country, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I have a new vision for this year when I'm starting to help my families who are here or you know have rising seniors. I'm really going to do some in-servicing about parents helping students figure out a way to make sure that they have food security at college. So it's because they're not able to afford the meal plan or living in an apartment off campus and all they can do is pay tuition and rent and food comes last. Mm -hmm. Is that the type of thing? Yeah, possibly. If you think about it, it could possibly travel over income brackets. I think that's just me. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking that it might travel over. Maybe people are cutting costs in that sense and 
and they're not able to direct their children or students, shall we say, into places where there's free food or things like that. So anyways, those are my three things for right now. Yeah, great answers. Wow. Really wow. interesting. Fascinating. So Jody, we'd like to get into a little bit where this all began for you. And we know you have a long and quite extensive history in working in financial aid. And I don't want to cover everything because we don't have that long. But uh, if you don't mind just sharing a bit how it all started out at Pitzer and then on to Occidental. And if you wouldn't mind sharing yeah. a few things about your experiences there. Yeah, it's actually a very unique story. I was moving into my second act and I took a class at UCLA, an online financial aid class, because I am really into numbers and I was always the treasurer, auditor, volunteering. And I took this class and the director taught the class, the director at Occidental, wow. Maureen, and she'd been there for 25 years. And I I called her up. She's in Pasadena and I'm in Seal Beach. It's about an hour away. I call her up and I said, hey, I'm in your class. It's an online class. I'm going to be in the neighborhood. Do you mind if we have coffee? And I was not going to be in the neighborhood just so you You don't just get in a neighborhood in California. Yeah, right. Unless you're actually, you know, four houses away, right? Yeah. Yeah, Right. So confession. <laughs> right. So I go and I have coffee with her and we talk and we start talking. And I said, you know, I, I want to open a company. And I, I think I, you know, I want the driving force to be this transparency between financial aid and what parents think it is and what families feel it is and what it actually is. Right. And I think that there needs to be this conversation, a transparent conversation to bridge the gap because what's out there. It's not really what's happening. Mm-hmm. And I said, would you hire me and teach me everything you know? And she said, yes. Wow. Oh my gosh. I love that story. And- I do too. Mm-hmm. And that is just a great example of getting out there and going after what you want. Kudos to you. Right. <laughs> it's such a great example of how you can break into things. And mm-hmm. my dad always used to have a great saying, you can't strike out unless you're in the batter's box. So you were right. there swinging mm-hmm. and it worked out for you. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Thank you. I did some, you know, I filed to the third letter letter in the alphabet. You know, I did some stuff that, you know, you start out doing. Of but course, yeah. In the end, you know, I was assistant financial aid director for a while at Oxy and then Pitzer needed some help and someone moved from Oxy to Pitzer and she needed to get her awards out. So she called me and I helped out there and then it goes on. And I didn't think I was going to be an author. And all of a sudden in 2016, I wanted to write a book. And so it's really nice that Maureen actually wrote the foreword of my book. Yeah. Coming full circle back. Yeah. And so it was a pivotal time and a great story. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, Right. That is a wonderful story. And who better to write a book with all those years under your belt and your love of numbers, so to speak. Right, right. Can you tell us a few things maybe that you picked up working in a college financial aid office? Obviously, you had some privilege to be behind the scenes of how it all works. So what did you learn during those years? I learned that it's a very hard job. You know, there are these people, men, women, directors who have been in this industry for a very long time. You don't major in financial aid. Right, right. You major in something else and you become a person who values in education and wants to help students get educated and wants to help families. So these people who work behind the scenes, us, myself included, are passionate about education and really want to do whatever we can. Yes. With that said, I think you have this other side of the industry and, you know, we may not want to talk about the news or the media or such like that, but, you know, you want to add some transparency so that families if they don't have a private person helping them or they're scared or something that they dial, that's the message I always want to say, dial the financial aid office because we are sitting there and we're ready to help. Right. Um, Pick up the phone. I think, yeah. Yeah. Families are afraid for whatever reason. I mean, I can give you 500 right now, but we don't need to of why they're afraid to call because they're afraid their child won't get in or they're afraid they're going to be, you know, whatever, you know, whatever. Right. It is. They're going to be blackballed because they clearly need financial yeah. aid or. Yeah. And it's so. Yeah. I know if what you're saying. you're having a problem or you just want to know, call me. I'm sitting at the desk. And honestly, right. I'm happy to talk to you. 
you don't sit in the financial aid office and say, well, this person just called. I'm going to let admissions know. <laughs> no, you absolutely don't. And exactly. This is a funny story. Yeah. Listen to this. So I love this. So if you, I don't know if you guys have been to Oxy or the I have. I have been to Oxy. Okay, but yeah. it's pretty funny. You go there and the admissions office is beautiful. Gorgeous. Right? It's, it's yeah. Gorgeous. And they yep. have couches and mm-hmm. food and cookies and <laughs> yep. flat screens. And it sure it's is. Absolutely amazing. Financial aid, just FYI, is downstairs in the basement, another building, no windows. Oh, my God. That's so unfair. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we're just doing our job. I love love hearing that, how much you all care about helping these students and their families and how passionate you are about education, because I think we all have just the opposite, you know, without having met anybody that actually works in financial aid, the opposite opinion or... or, (laughs) It's kind of like the principles. Yeah. Uh, or, right, right. Right. That's yeah, that's kind of the yeah. association. So it's good to know that you're really there to help. And but on a slightly different note, because a lot of our listeners are researching colleges uh, along with careers. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if you could just say a few words maybe about Occidental and Pitzer, like what students could expect if they chose those schools or were lucky enough to get in. They're both highly selective institutions. Oh, great and schools. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that Occidental is uh an amazing liberal arts college for the right person that maybe is coming, you know, obviously meeting all the criteria that they need for admissions, who wants a small, involved, athletic school that has a lot of school spirit. I think it's perfect for the right person who wants California small college experience. There's not a lot out here that provide that well-rounded experience. I think Pitzer has its amazing qualities too. I think it brings a unique, eclectic student body and family of parents. And is with the five C's, I think that it just provides this very unique atmosphere for the specific student to grow their journey and go down their path. And I've met some amazing people there and the staff, everyone is so welcoming. So both of the schools, I've been just really lucky enough to be involved in. And oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And they're both great and schools. And just because we're on mm-hmm. the East Coast, Bobby and I both are well aware of what the five C's are, but can you just quickly explain that mm-hmm. for our listeners here on the East yes. Coast that aren't? So, and I'm going to leave one out. Um, I'm being put on the spot. So Pomona, Pitzer, Spritz, Harvey Mudd, and Claremont McKenna. Yeah. Thank you. I knew I was having that. So each of them specialize and each of them are unique to the student. So be sure, you know, students or families or who's ever listening, please, you know, research the college and figure out which one they all have their uniqueness, which one is best for Mm -hmm. the student and students. I think if you, if you do have the means and you are able to visit, I do believe that, you know, they'll speak to you if that's your place or those are your people. Uh, and you'll be able to see if that's a home for you. And they all kind of cross campuses too. So you'll see Pomona students on the Pitzer campus, Scripps students on the Pomona campus. And so. And they're all within walking uh, distance yeah. of each other, correct? They're yeah. all within walking they're side distance. They're side by side. One big campus. It so, is. Yeah. Yes. So my son considered Harvey Mudd and we were there. We mm-hmm. toured the whole grounds. It's just beautiful there. Um, I like how no matter which one you're at, you can go to the same dining hall, use the same library. Mm-hmm. So it is like one big college campus. Right. And then you can even take classes across campus. Right. Yeah. So great. Which is great. so nice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. That's really helpful. But anyway, we want to dig in a little bit more about everything that you offer. So you currently own and operate your own college financial aided advisor service or business that you've run for now about 11 years, if I'm not mistaken. And mm-hmm. uh, yes. I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So like I said earlier, I started doing this 11 years ago and uh, I help families privately with the financial aid applications. Usually families come to me the spring of their student's junior year. Ah, I need to fill out financial aid and I don't have to. <laughs> or they, they could yeah. be coming to me on October 1st and saying, ah, 
I need to pull out financial aid? No, 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 it's okay. <laughs> right. So right. I help them through the process, which whether you know the listeners know or not know, it's very paper heavy. So there's a lot of verification that goes on. Um, there's the free application for federal student aid. That application goes live October first. That's why this podcast is really well timed. <laughs> yes, that's yeah, yeah. We were thinking that. Yeah. Now the CSS profile uh-huh. is. Not used mm-hmm. at all colleges. Do you know how they distinguish which ones use it or not? So it's the college decides on mm-hmm. their own if they want to use it. So if they have institutional money that they want to use or that they are able to use, they they do need to purchase it from College Board. They own it. So it's another income right. stream. <laughs> and then it's about a 25-page document that families mm-hmm. fill out. And that gives them the ability to get institutional money as well as sometimes FAFSA money. In my opinion, I don't know if you agree with this, it's a lot more extensive than the FAFSA. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. A lot more extensive. But I'm of the department fan of I think that students should apply. Okay, And if the application is intimidating, you go to your local high school, go to a financial aid Mm -hmm. night, find someone that can help you with it. I spoke last week at a local uh, school, high school, and I started off the conversation and I stood there in the middle of financial aid night and I said, $80,000. Yeah. $80,000 yeah. times yeah. four. Four. Yeah. So that's a chunk of yeah. money. <laughs> that's a chunk of money. Yeah. So if you're thinking of going to the University of Chicago or the other $80,000 schools or any of the 70 or 60, you really, really right. do need to fill out that right. profile or FAFSA. Absolutely. And yeah. Do what's best for your student. Mm-hmm. If you keep all the doors open, your student is working hard getting good grades and test scores and everyone's doing what they need to do, then eventually, I kind of say this a lot, sometimes the colleges close the door. So it's the first time someone else is closing the door on the student. Mm. So you want to make sure you have a good list and some good choices. So when it comes May 1st, you make choices. Yeah. You can make a choice, one choice, I should say. So we really want to get in all this financial aid advice from you in our listeners, but we kind of jumped ahead a little because Uh I'm curious, because we are college and career, Uh how did you get your business off the ground? I mean, you were working for colleges Mm -hmm. in their Uh financial aid. Then did you just say, that's it? I'm going to start this business? And okay. Well, yeah, I kind of did. I said, that's it. I'm going to start this business. So Mm -hmm. I wrote a business plan and then I did one significant thing in my company that changed my whole entire company and I brought my daughter to college mm-hmm. and it was on the east coast mm-hmm. and on the way home I read social media for dummies <laughs> and it was 600 pages yeah and I did everything it said to do in the book and so I did free marketing I created my own college cash uh, Twitter chat every Thursday night at 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a bunch of different times. It was rated the number one Twitter chat in financial aid. Which is amazing. Uh, yeah, yes. that is amazing. Um, That's hard to get. I have had 200,000 followers. It's down to 70,000 because Twitter keeps erasing. I don't know what. But um, <laughs> so I created that. And then I write a blog depending on the time of year, whether it's every week, every month, and I published that, and then I did live chats, and then I did a sneaky thing that everyone should do in their business if they own it, which Mm -hmm. was I became friends with all of the social media gurus across the nation, and I met them. I would go to New York, and I would meet them, or Boston, and I would meet them, or Chicago, I would meet them, and it just so happened that some of those people had kids that were going to college. Yeah. And so we kind of made this and someone who wrote for the Wall Street Journal and someone who wrote for, you know, Entrepreneur Magazine. And it just became this whole group where I created a niche and they helped me get the word out. Good job. Fantastic. Pivotal moment in my career. Wow, that's so impressive. So you had all that going and then you said, I am going to start this consulting business as well. Or was that all simultaneous? No, I started my consulting business first. first. Okay, that's what I missed. And I thought, how am I going to market? There you go. And yep. I, you know, I started a newsletter to my local community mm-hmm. yep. and now I would say last year, my entire class, I asked everyone how they found me. 90% of the people found me on Google. Wow. On Google? Wow. Good yeah. to know. Yeah. 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 There you go. Yeah. 
So like you just kind of pointed out when you talked about bringing your daughter to college, you come from this unique perspective of someone that's worked in college financial aid. Also, I assume you Mm -hmm. probably had to apply for financial aid or scholarships or something for your daughter. And now you have a consulting business as well. So you really come from it from three different perspectives, which is invaluable. Yeah. I mean, even to add, I was PTA president. I was booster club president. So I was very involved when my kids were small, you know, so education was a hundred, you know, million pieces of me. And I also currently teach a financial aid class for high school counselors at UC San Diego online class. So yeah, I think for me, value of education obviously is top of the right. tier. Right. For sure. It all stems from that. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. Oh, good. Well, I feel good that we just kind of get that information on how this all came to be. Yeah. And those were a lot of good tips in there for our listeners. A lot of networking tips and how you put yourself out there. You how you develop the social media. That's just amazing. Mm-hmm. So impressive. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I knew nothing of Instagram or Pinterest or LinkedIn. And uh, I went to a lot of social media conferences and I became my Twitter handle, Jody Oken, became number four in. So me, myself, became number four in the nation. The first one talking about financial aid. The first one was FAFSA. Right. The second one was the New York Times. The yep. third one was, I can't remember. And the fourth <laughs> one is wow. me. And is, I'm my own entity, which is pretty That's so yeah. amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How impressive did, is that? Did you have champagne home. that night? Or? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I used yeah. that a lot. And then I think I was 35th in the top um, people talking about wealth and finance in the Huffington Post. And that was kind of interesting to watch all the other top 35 in there. So I found a lot of success on Twitter for me personally and my company. So Mm -hmm. if anyone out there is looking to chat with me on Twitter, it's finding out there often. And that's conversion. It's great. Yeah. Take advantage of that, people. So, mm-hmm. um, so that's great. But if you had to say one thing that you really felt like, I don't know, just made it all happen for you, could you pick one thing or is it just too many little things coming together? Um, I could pick one thing. Okay. Um, so I was the brand ambassador for a major student loan company and they were kind enough to help me pave the path. I did a lot of media tours uh, radio tours, podcast tours with them for four years right. and was trained in media training videos. And I was their sort of first brand ambassador ever. And that really changed my practice into a brand. Mm. Mm. And so I'll forever be thankful for that opportunity with them as well as Maureen. So I think that made my company a brand. So Jody Oaken is yeah. a brand. Yeah, and yes, absolutely. so many different pieces came mm-hmm. together. Like this basically did not happen overnight. It's all your years of education, all your years of working in colleges, your years of being an ambassador mm-hmm. for Discover Student Loan, mm-hmm. I believe it was. And mm-hmm. yes, the combination of learning about social media and developing it, it's just It's an impressive way that you've put this all together. But something I do want to ask you is, do you service families or students all over the country or do they have to be in your area in California? I used to only work in California, but now I would say most of my clients are all over the globe, um, not just the United States. So I do help families. Um, Most of my clients right now are from New York. So that's very interesting. They kind of go in pockets every year. Um, But I have clients in New York, in Costa Rica, in Italy and Florida. So all over the nation, I have managed to get referrals. Oh, my sister wants this, you know, and so it's not only been an SEO thing, right, know, which it, it has, mm-hmm. um, but it's been a referral mouth, source, which right. I, yeah. right, I'm curtsying on my side. Yeah, that's here. fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's great for international, in case any international listeners are listening to this podcast, to know that there's a source right here in the U.S., for help with financial aid. Right, absolutely. Yes. Mm -hmm. What's the best way for people to reach you, Jody? that want 
to seek out your assistance? Yes, you can reach me on Twitter at Jodi Okun or any of the social platforms. It's my name, J-O-D-I-O-K-U-N. But I do have a website. So for all you entrepreneurs who are listening, do not put every SEO word in the name of your company. Okay, not, not, but <laughs> yeah. I did. So my company name is College <laughs> Financial Aid Advisors. And you can reach me, Jody at College Financial Aid Advisors. Uh, so yes, that's the best way. What's your reason for that? Not putting every keyword in. Um, so it's great for my SEO. Okay. <laughs> a long email because, address. Uh, <laughs> right. Cause it's a long email. It's yeah. Jody at college financial aid advisors.com. If right. You're, you know, on Google or wherever you're doing. So, um, I would try to stick to two words. I think that would be my entrepreneur business woman tip of the day. <laughs> okay. I'm there you go. College yep. cash. I didn't think of till a couple of years later. So I, I guess I could have called my company college cash, which is a great that name. Is fantastic. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So yep. that's the funny version of the whole thing. Oh, something I do want to ask you, are you aware or familiar with going Mary? Yes. So um, I met them at the conference. Not this year. I think I met them last year. I fell in love mm. with them. Yeah. The scholarship company going Mary. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yes. We had them on our podcast. If anybody wants to go. Charlie Maynard. We had the Charlie. CEO. Yeah. Yeah. So I met Charlie. Um, I walk around the conference and, you know, kind of network like everyone else does. And I, I'm a fan. I mean, when I got back from the conference where I met him, I really liked his business model. I understand where he's coming from. I love his t-shirt. I thought it was really good quality. Um, But I I really like the brand and I don't think that we've connected, you know, through email or on the phone since the conference. But yes, I'm a fan and I do recommend to my families. That's I was what I love about Mm -hmm. Charlie and his team is that they're just so hell bent Mm -hmm. on helping kids be able to afford college. They don't want to see any kid not be able to go to the college of their choice, which is admirable and I love it. And I think you're on the same path there. Absolutely. You want to help these kids too. That's fantastic. I love that. Helping people, it can't get much better than that. And also not to digress too much on going Mary, but I believe he said there are 9,000 high schools now and growing. And for That's any great. school counselors out there, they can develop applications for their local geographic area or like a common app to all the yeah, for local, local scholarships. scholarships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I don't mm-hmm. want to get too sidetracked yeah. on that. Yeah. Could you just briefly describe the different financial aid resources and which ones you think parents should put their most time and effort into? For sure. For sure. I mean, you know, October, like I said, I October 1st for me is it, that's the day. That's what we're all driving towards to, you know, this year, every year from now on. Yeah. Um, so coming right up, you know, you, <laughs> right. You need to fill out the free application for federal student aid and students and families, you know, if they get their list of things, which is on there, they can find it anywhere, find it on my blog. I'm sure everyone writes about it. But, you know, get your list of things. It takes 25 minutes if you have everything on your desk and apply. Mm. And the CSS profile is another application that you need to be applying. You need to be finding out if the schools that are on your student's list need the profile. Mm -hmm. And then there's a secret other component to this, which is these schools that have these other apps. So whether it's, you know, University of Pennsylvania or Georgia Tech or Princeton, or, you know, some of these other schools have these other apps, make sure that not only when you're in this college application process, let's take it as a bigger, you know, bird's eye view, but, you know, your your student is doing everything. And I think I said this before, they're doing their good grades, they're getting their test scores, they're doing their extracurricular, and now parents and I think this is a parent, mm-hmm. you know, as much as sometimes we think it's students, I think parents need to get their tax returns together, their W-2s, their 1099s, fill out the applications. And please, this is the part that's not talked about a lot. Please follow the process all the way to the end. Complete yeah. verification. Have your students learn how to check their email daily or weekly and get those forms in on time because even though we submit the FAFSA and the CSS profile, colleges are not allowed to give out money unless these other verification pieces are taken care of. And so Mm. it's not just those two. We don't want students to be left at the last minute. Oh, I didn't know. I'm sure you've seen a lot of uh, 
sad stories as working in financial aid for 11 years, yeah. but that's a great, great tip. So can you even submit the FAFSA if you haven't completed everything? How does that work? I mean, you say, make sure you do it to the end. Um, so you can submit the FAFSA. I'm not sure of the question you're asking, but if your admissions isn't in yet, you still can submit the FAFSA if you're asking that question. Uh-huh. Uh, if you yeah. haven't done your tax return for the current year, and hopefully our podcast is evergreen, so I won't use that for sure, <laughs> yeah. right? Right. Um, so like previous tax right. return. Um, so um, if you haven't done it, feel free to fill out the FAFSA and come back once your tax return. Maybe you did an extension, mm-hmm. you know, and you need to come back in October 15th and yeah. do it. You can, you for sure should do that. Make sure that, you know, you want to try to get that date stamp. And here's another thing I want to share with your listeners. Everyone does not need to be on that FAFSA on October 1st. Okay. Okay. Right. I mean, I know it goes live, but financial aid staff members, they're really not. They're, they're not. <laughs> oh, that's an inside <laughs> tip. And since we are, but if we are sitting here on September 10th, where we had an Apple event today, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And they talk about being the first million in line for whatever version phone that we're <laughs> on um, right now. <laughs> That's basically what I want our listeners to be thinking about. Like, what? Just get it in in October, but it doesn't have to be at twelve oh one. You know, it can be take right. a breath, try to take in oxygen. Uh, <laughs> right. But you want to get everything you can so you're still okay. But safe. you highly okay. recommend getting it in October, though. I do. During the month is there of an advantage to getting it in yeah. sooner? Does it increase your chances of getting better aid? Or so you want to make sure you're in before the priority deadline that the school is advertising. So on every college website, there's a financial mm-hmm. aid page. Every financial aid page has deadlines right. on it, so you can look at your students, or students can be looking at their deadlines for financial aid, which might be different than admissions, mm-hmm. yep. and make sure it's in before the priority deadline. Okay. And then you can be sure, but whether you're one or 50,000, depending, or I guess that's the use. Yeah. But you know, if you're, you know, within yeah. the top, you want to try to get it in as soon as right. you can, but you don't have to be first. So if a school has institutional aid, I'm assuming they have a designated or a limited amount. So in that case, would it be in your best interest to get the CSS profile or the FOSFA in early to have a better shot at that? Yeah, I mean, you're still going to hold their priority institutional aid up to their priority deadline date. So if they have $40 bazillion, it's not going to go out faster in October, November, or December, because they still have that. But um, you do have to get in before that priority date, though. Yeah, you know, you want to make sure that your students list and I don't do this part, so I might be talking out of turn, but I'm going to say just a little bit of a note on it. I don't do admissions. So, you know, your student has a list and they have to fill out admission applications. You right. really only need to send your financial aid to the schools that they send out for admissions. So mm-hmm. if that list changes along the way as the student is crunching time and, oh, I don't want to apply to that school, then schools fall off. So you just want to be, you know, sort of looking out right. for that. Right. So if you're a student and you're visiting a college, you would encourage them to visit the financial aid department, I'm guessing. What questions mm-hmm. should you ask? So I always like when families ask, are these scholarships or grants or awards that if they were visiting beforehand or if they're visiting after they got their letters, so there's two visits, you know, mm-hmm. that can possibly happen. You know, are they renewable? Mm-hmm. What does my student need to keep them? Mm-hmm. And and then what does the four-year plan look like? I, I really like that. I know at Occidental, we absolutely do that. So this is freshmen. What does sophomore, junior, and senior look like? So right. Those are such right. great tips. So, yeah, they are. And also how to keep your financial aid package. Like what's the criteria? Right. And maybe even how to read it. You know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, some people think, oh, my goodness, I have a full ride, but mm-hmm. that's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> right. Or let's even break it down to the next scenario. You know, things happen mm-hmm. in everyone's life. And if you fill out the FAFSA and you fill out the CSS profile and an unfortunate thing happens in your family and you need to go talk to financial aid because things have changed. Right. They can only help you so much if your FAFSA and CSS profile is on, on file. So, they, of course, want to help you, 
we of course want to help you, but we can only do so much. So um, that's interesting. Regulations and stuff. So if you do fill it out and something changes, or you know there's going to be a change in your life, or there's a medical situation, or elder care, or job loss, or separation, or divorce, or private school tuition, any of those things that you might need to explain, please let them know so that they can help you. But like you said, you have to have that original form in there. That's the best. And Mm -hmm. that's a good tip because somebody might be sitting there thinking, I'm not going to get any financial aid. But if their life changes, and we can't all foresee that, you might Mm -hmm. be able to qualify for it, but you have to have that original in place. Yeah. Yeah. I try really hard during August, September, and October to talk to families about overthinking about whether to apply or not to apply. You know, right. I mean, obviously all of our listeners, you know, they know their own tax returns and their own assets and we don't know that. But you know, if you think at all, they have these things called net price calculators. Every college is regulated to have a net price calculator on their financial aid page. Mm-hmm. You can at eleven thirty PM at night when everyone is asleep, you can crawl over to your computer and you can pull up that school and you can put in your numbers and you can see what that school is going to give you. And so in the privacy of your own home. So here's another tip. I wouldn't worry too much about whether they're collecting your email address or not collecting, or they're going to know who you are because everyone this day and age, right. we're all collecting email addresses, right? right. We're Absolutely. all trying to build a list. Yeah. Right. So put the email address in. They're just doing it for marketing anyways, right? Because they're a business. Sure. And then, but you really want to figure out what it's going to cost and will this work for your family and mm-hmm. have that money talk with your students so that they're not disappointed at the end saying, mom and dad, why didn't I know that we couldn't go right. to college? Why did you let me apply? Right. Yeah. Why did you let me get my hopes up? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So how do you feel about, say you applied to two schools and you like them both, but you like one a little better. However, the other one's offering you a better financial aid package. Well, how do you feel about using one as leverage against the other? I love that question. And I actually spoke at the financial aid night I spoke to the other night. Just ask. Just What's ask. What's the worst that's going to happen? Correct. Like they're going to say, the worst that that's going to happen is they're going to say no. Right. So if that college financial aid director is allowed to or entertaining those conversations that year. And you can imagine every college has a budget. Right. College has a yield. They have to make a certain amount of money. So maybe one year they're accepting appeals or you can call them negotiations, but I don't, I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> I can't do another one right now. Okay. But, that's all right. You know, so, um, you know, I think you can ask, right. we're going to either say yes or no. Correct. And yeah. at least you don't have to, carry the burden of, I should have asked, I didn't ask, should I ask? Right, right. Can't strike out unless you're in the batter's box. Unless you're in the batter's (laughs) box. Another example of that. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I just want to touch briefly, you are quite an author. You blog, you have written for the HuffPost Mm. and many other publications, which is pretty impressive. And you also have- a really good writer. Yes. Really good. Yeah. I mean, you can take the pain out of reading about financial aid, (laughs) for sure. I know. It's kind of not an exciting topic, but you you write well, so it's okay. You write very well. <laughs> Absolutely. So, and you have a book out called Secrets of a Financial Aid Pro, Master the College Funding Process, and Give Your Child Lifelong Financial Skills Without Losing Your Cool. I love the title. That's fun. But can you tell us just a bit about some of the work you've put out there and people should go and check it all out? Yeah. I mean, I started off with a, you know, a tiny blog and I went to this conference. It was called Blogger. It's not called that anymore. And uh, I went to the conference. I met a lot of my social media friends there and we're all sitting around and everyone sort of has a blog. And all of a sudden I realized that I'm, I'm sort of not a blogger. I didn't feel comfortable in that arena. I felt more mm-hmm. that I, I'm writing more as a business And so the minute I was able to identify that was the minute I was able to stay in my space as a writer. Um, So yes, I've I've written for HuffPost and I wrote for About, which then changed to The Balance. And then the only reason I wrote a book was I have my website. Do you want to hear this funny story? Do we have time for this? Yes. (laughs) Yes, go ahead. (laughs) Especially a funny um, story. (laughs) Okay, so I have this thing on the back of my, you know how you have a contact page? So in my contact page, 
um, I went ahead and I put a plugin in there that's called Bookly, and uh, people can set up their own appointments and they can talk to me on the phone for free. I do a 30-minute free strategy session for a power chat on nice. the phone. And so what happens is families sometimes write a whole entire story in the email. And all of a sudden, oh I have thousands and thousands and thousands of, you know, what if I did this or what if happens to this? So oh my gosh. all of a sudden I thought, oh my gosh, I don't want to write a how-to book that someone's going to throw away on how to fill the FAFSA or how to fill the CSS profile because I've thrown away, you know, some of those. And so I wanted to write a book about each chapter starts with a story of a family that I've obviously changed identity for to protect them, mm-hmm. but in, and talk about financial literacy and of course the components of financial aid. But then I'm also a huge fan, and I know we haven't talked about this, I'm a huge fan of life after college. Yeah. That we all right. are driving to this whole admission thing, but we all know that our kids need to, at the end of the day, pay the rent, turn their lights on, mm-hmm. put the gas on and get Pay back their student loans. loans. And what are we doing (laughs) to drive past that? So that's kind of how I ended up taking all of my blogs and my writings and sort of, I never thought I would be an author. It was never on the bucket list, but there you have it. There you go. You never know in life, right? Amazing. (laughs) So do you incorporate in the book advice to students on how to learn about financial stuff? Um, so a little bit on the third section. So I broke it up into three sections. So it's like middle school, high school, and then after college. So a little bit at the end, but I strictly speaking to the parents, you know, um, I wanted my book mm-hmm. to be speaking to the parents because they were my sort of primary my focus, yeah, and, primary focus. Um, and the people that reached out to you probably. Exactly. So I was writing millennial posts for a while and then there so lovely and unique and we're moving on to the next <laughs> gen so uh, mm-hmm. so I think what I do personally for value bringing back to my company is any of my students who have been with me for four years or not with me or just with me at any amount of time when they're going on to grad school I spend a lot of time with them and talk about financial oh, literacy and sort of remove because they become an independent and their financial aid becomes their own. And so I like to have that conversation with them and what they can expect. And so I have a lot of students who live across, you know, the United States that I stay in contact with that I'm helping them move on to their grad school experience or, you know, to be a doctor or to be a lawyer or whatever is really happening in their life. I actually had a question about that. So you just brought up, you know, when kids go to grad school, they usually become independent. When you're applying for grad school, you're a senior in college, and a lot of those students are financially dependent. Mm -hmm. So when you're filling out the FAFSA for grad school and you're putting in your current information, how do you go about that? Yeah, it's going to be a complicated answer, though, so I'm going to try, okay? Okay. So some of these college, because it's going to be unique to the student and unique to the program and unique to the college, but some of these schools are having, you know, fifth-year programs or they're having dual programs where their senior year is their first year of grad school and the second. So they need to fill out the FAFSA. So it's for their senior year in college, period. Right. There's a period at the end of that. Okay. And then if they don't have a gap year and they're going straight through, then the next time they fill out the FAFSA, then they're going to have to go ahead and click, yes, I have a bachelor's degree. And, and yes, I'm applying to be my master's. And that will automatically trigger the FAFSA because it's a smart form to change mm-hmm. into an independent student. Okay. So by then, like if you graduate in May, you probably already know if you get into your graduate program and how much they're going mm-hmm. to offer you. So isn't that after the fact? So you're still going to fill out the FAFSA before... Uh, and you're going to put all the colleges that you're applying to um, sure. for grad school on there just in case, depending on which one you go to. So there's that two scenarios. Some people are staying at the college that they go to. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So it's yep, they're continuing over, uh-huh, mm-hmm. um, because of all these great programs. And then some are applying to completely new colleges. So make sure that your grad school colleges are on the FAFSA too. I mean, that's such a great tip because... I know like with my daughters, we helped with the undergrad, but on the Mm -hmm. graduate level, 
they were on their own pretty much. So you're on your own. Yeah. Kid. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I think it's important that the FAFSA recognizes that, right. that they're doing this on their own. Right. They're in that transition right. between dependent and independent. And it, I see that as being almost common across the plane. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I mm-hmm. think that that's pretty common. But I also, again, you know, I'm, I'm probably saying the same thing over this whole time, but I like that the student gets to own their process. Right. You know, it's sure. time. It is it's time. time it where is. they understand that that loan or that plus loan or that grad plus loan or right. whatever it is, that thing has a, your name on it. And so though your parents did it all these four years, it's, yeah, it's, it's time. Right, right. So... And I'm a fan. kind of in that vein, do you have any tips for families that don't qualify for financial aid because their income is supposedly too high, but feel that they could really use it? Is there anything out there to help those families? Well, I mean, you know, I think there's this whole myth and fact conversation about scholarships. I know we talked about that earlier on in the podcast. Here's the deal. This is the magic one. Okay, Mm -hmm. in a perfect world for every owner of every scholarship company that I've talked to or spoke to or designed, you know, the trick is ready, drum roll. There you go. So the trick is applying to 60 or 70 scholarships, you know, whether it's $1,000 or $500 scholarships, it's applying to five or 10 a day. So if your student has, or students, if you're listening to this, if you have time or you need to, that's part of your process, then that's an option. Um, Are you going to see a lot of return on that? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Do we see a lot of media coverage on that? We do. We see a lot of media coverage on it. Is that the whole true story? We don't so um that's one great thing about going married that they can streamline that you can fill out one common app and maybe exactly so maybe that makes it worth your time otherwise that's easy who has that kind of yeah and and that's what drew me to go marry also i I thought that was nice that that feature in their company was that and you know if you need to borrow borrow smart i think again i refer back to this conference i was at yesterday and and there were some people in, in the conference attendees who were saying, you know, our kids can't borrow. And so the financial aid person of the president of the UCs, he spoke and he said, how many people in this room have a credit card? Mm -hmm. Everyone raised their hand. How many people in this room leased their car? Rose their hand. How many Mm -hmm. people have taken a mortgage out for their house? People Mm -hmm. raised their hand. So we're not here to say, yes, maybe there's a student loan crisis or we believe or don't believe in student loans, but if that needs to be part of your option to pay the pie, there's different pieces of the pie, then the only way to get out a federal loan is you need to fill out the free application for federal student aid. So if that's part of how you want to finance college, then you know, mm-hmm. make sure that you know you have to pay it back. Well, hey, I think that's a good place to uh, wrap up. Yeah, <laughs> right. Wrap up. And that was a great final piece of advice to end on. So, Jody, it is now time for our rapid fire questions. Hi, okay, questions. I'm ready. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm my chair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. First question. What are three words you would use to describe yourself? Uh, happy, type A, in love with my job. <laughs> there you go. I like it. Well, type A people get a lot That's done. That's for sure. <laughs> right. We all need one in our life. Yeah, I might have one. Yeah, I sure. can keep it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you weren't doing what you're doing now, what would you be doing? I'd be probably doing yoga all day long. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would feel great. <laughs> all right, if you could sit down with anyone dead or alive, who would that be? Michelle Obama. There you go. Do you know how many times we've got um, the Obamas. Barack Obama? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Obamas. They're People want to talk to them. Very, uh-huh. Yep. And yeah, I can see why, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, favorite day of the week? Friday. Mm-hmm. TGIF, right? <laughs> who doesn't love Friday? Yeah. <laughs> uh, favorite holiday? My favorite holiday is... Thanksgiving. Mm. I like that one, too, because mm-hmm. it's like low pressure. It's really kind of just about sitting around and chatting and eating which is always fun you 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 kind of make the same thing every year it doesn't change unless you go to you know right and a recipe and say oh we're gonna do something yeah Yeah, exactly right that's the big change this year (laughs) 
Who can tell which is who can tell which is the new version of your place? Yeah, right. right. That's what we play in our house. Yeah. There you go. Oh, goodness. All right. Best movie or show that you have seen recently or I don't care, the last 10 years, something that you loved? I loved Star is Born, I have to say. I mean, I loved it. I thought yeah. it was great. Bradley, Lady Gaga. I, yeah. I was a fan. I think I've seen it three times since. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, Rocket I loved Man it too. too. I loved Rocket Man. Okay, I didn't see that. So, yeah. okay, put that on my list. <laughs> yeah. All right. This is self serving because we like to, you know. Get, yeah, get right. We're, like, oh, we're making point. a list. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, all right, got to see that one. Yeah. Right. Uh, how many hours of sleep do you need? Oh, I need eight. Yeah. yeah. I do. I'm an eight person, yeah. too, I have to I say. S- and if I don't get it, I'm a little off. <laughs> yeah, I definitely strive for it. I don't think it comes as easy as it used to, but I do no. strive for it. I do need eight. Yeah. So, yeah. I know it's it's a cruel thing. Like when you're younger and you know your kids are all home and you have no time for sleep, uh-huh. you could sleep twenty right. hours, but right. nobody lets you. And right. then you know you get older and you all right, I have a little bit more command of my schedule, and then yeah, you can't sleep as well. <laughs> and then you can't sleep right. Yeah. So right. I mean, in the perfect world, I'd like eight, but two and four have been my new hours lately. <laughs> oh no, that's oh, no. not good at all. You'll find me on Twitter at two or four. Not fair. Not fair. <laughs> okay. Um, paper book or ebook? Ebook. Mm-hmm. I use both, but yeah, mostly an ebook. I gotta be honest. Uh, lesson learned at the beach. Grab a paper. <laughs> um, <laughs> would you rather pick up the phone or send an email? I would rather send an email. Mm, me too. Gotta be honest. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I if mean. I'm calling up to chat with a friend, <laughs> right? Yeah, but mostly mostly email. Um, some place you have visited that you just loved. Saint Moritz. Mm. <laughs> I haven't been to St. Moritz, so put that one right, on the list. I'm putting that on the yeah. other list. <laughs> the travel list. The travel list. <laughs> All right, Jody. Hey, you survived the rapid fire questions and you did an excellent job. You did it. Thank, Thank you. you. I was so nervous. I mean, I'm sweating over here. Like, oh, no. I know. Gosh, I try not to make it too crazy, <laughs> but they can be tricky. Yeah. Good. Oh, Jody, it was so fun getting to know you a bit. And thank you so much for sharing all your amazing expertise. You've been an incredible resource for all of our listeners that are interested in learning more about financial aid and just want to invite our listeners to check you out um, on Twitter at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, hashtag College Cash. And there's a lot going on there. And rush out and buy her book, which we will put that link in the show notes. And yeah, reach out to Jody if you need any help with your financial aid process. She is amazing. You'd be lucky to get her. Thank you guys so much. It was so nice meeting you. And I'm so glad that we connected. And it's just funny how the network grows and you find out who you're connected with and friends and cousins and, and all of that. So I enjoyed this hour so much. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jody. We enjoyed it too. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. That was such a fun and informative conversation. Anybody looking into the college financial aid process is really going to benefit from that podcast. Yeah, absolutely. What doesn't she know about financial aid? She literally wrote the book, right? So (laughs) (laughs) she sure did. And speaking of that, everybody should pick up a copy of her book, The Secrets of a Financial Aid Pro, Master the College Funding Process and Give Your Child Lifelong Financial Skills Without Losing Your Cool. And we will include the link to that in the show notes. Yeah. And you should also check out her webpage, collegefinancialaidadvisors.com, where she has a ton of information. You can learn about the financial aid process and also read her blog, which is awesome. Right. And schedule an appointment for some personal assistance with that process. And also don't forget to check out her weekly Twitter chat, hashtag college cash every Thursday, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So head on over to Twitter and check that out. Absolutely. And while you're heading on over to things, <laughs> head on over to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our podcast. We would really appreciate the subscription. Yes, please do that. And don't hesitate to leave a five-star rating and review. That's <laughs> always greatly appreciated. Don't hesitate at all. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, so much for listening and hope you found this really informative today. Yeah, we sure do. Have a great day, everyone. 
Have a great day. Thanks again.